the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along. The Monday edition of The Ride Home. And Hope Springs Eternal. Well, I said I wasn't going to talk about it, and here I'm going to talk about it. Of course, you have to talk about it. I mean, as much as you don't want to think about it because you're afraid it's either going to get your hopes up no, or crash you to. into a depression, the point is you need to talk about it. Well, it's kind of like, you know, sort of an alcoholic where you go, I've reached bottom. Like, you know, is this bottom? Well, I'd say so. The last pirate season we're talking about was absolute bottom, right? And then so I was like, I'm done. After, you know, 50 plus years of following the Pittsburgh Pirates, I'm just done. And then, of course, they go through the off season machinations of firing everyone. Don't forget. When they fired Clint Hurdle, it was a humiliation. It was a, yeah, exactly. They made the offseason even worse. Right. So they, they did. They, and to be fair. And don't forget the whole criminal proceedings at the end for uh, our star pitcher. Felipe. Sorry, am I bringing up too Yes, you are. That's a reason why I'm not <laughs> even wanting to talk about this in the Sorry. first place. Right? But here, okay. So today, what's happening down at PNC Park? Another press conference mm-hmm. because the new general manager, a, a young man, Ben Charrington, who by all accounts seemed to be very well spoken, very optimistic. He said he great baseball knowledge. He said he wouldn't have taken the job if he didn't think there was a chance to be competitive on a quote regular basis. Uh huh. Well, we'll see about that, right? Because he also said maybe five to seven years down the road, it see, might be forty I years. I feel like he shouldn't have said that. Only it's. I mean. That is not a number that surprises me no. based on the fact that I think everyone knows who's following along. Right. That there's just not a lot of stuff in the pipeline right now. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, so I recognize that. Yeah. But there is saying not. the five to seven number out loud. Well, you know, he's applying to the press and I'm sure he was wanting to please. So anyway, here what, we are. What, so you think it's going to be more than five to seven? It's been 40 years since we won a World Series, Kath. <laughs> I know, but we... We may just be okay, like the Israelites, but, okay, but, just wandering around okay. the basement of the National League Central. Just wandering around. <laughs> no, but it hasn't been that long since they were competitive. That's we what I'm saying. We had a tiny little window of a few years. We had three good seasons. Mm-hmm, yeah. Three good seasons. Hasn't Out of 40. Been, okay, but <laughs> it hasn't been that long since those three good seasons. So putting five to seven... It, like in my mind is not helpful for me mm-hmm. right a- anyway May, I so mean, of course we all hope that he can catch lightning in a bottle and something amazing no, happens like no, you know right. a third of the way through next year's season mm-hmm. be no rests no one you know trashes the clubhouse no sort of meltdowns n- none of that i don't know we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come listen to it. he's 45 years old right and he has spent 21 years in professional baseball he said that he caught the baseball bug when his gram she said, he said, my gram, she was an old lady and she was lonely. And he said, I used to go visit her and we used to watch baseball games together. Hmm. 
And so that was the person who introduced him to baseball. So he said, my grand, be happy for oh, me Oh, that's now. awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yep. I mean, he seems like a good guy. Yeah. He was three years as the Toronto Blue Jays vice president of yeah, baseball I mean, operations. You know, with the Red Sox. 17 he's got some, years with the Red Sox. He's got some World Series. Um, he turned down opportunities to interview for, for GM openings with the Mets and the Giants. Now, who would want to go to the Mets? No one. The would Giants are the different, Mets but right I mean, now. I'd never want to go to the Mets. Giants? Yeah. It'd be nice to go to the Giants. You're in San Francisco. I apologize to all my family who are Mets fans in New Jersey, but well, you know, I'm just on. trying it's to be honest Mets. about who you I know, am. Seriously. Who wants to do that? Anyway, so here we are. Okay, so hope springs eternal in November. We'll see what the Pirates do, and uh, I'm in no hurry to so jump back on the train. Travis Williams, we have a new GM, Ben Charrington, right. and the same owner. Yeah, and so at we'll see what some point they're going to hire a, a new manager with They're going to have to optimism. sign Josh Bell soon if they're going to sign him. Mm-hmm. There's no way they're going to sign Josh Bell. I just, it's never go- He's never going to sign here. I, personally, I don't even care. Honest, I really just you don't. I don't. I don't. You can't say that about Josh Bell. I don't care. I seriously, I do not care. I'm telling you, that's why I didn't want to talk about it. I'm just telling you. All right, well, let's reflect on a life well lived. Vera Clemente. Okay, now that's a class act. Okay, so over the weekend, you may have heard the news. Roberto Clemente's widow, Vera Clemente, passed away at the age of 81. She was she was. I thought she was younger than that. 81. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, Roberto died in 72. She mm-hmm. raised those three boys all by herself. And uh, just uh, from by all accounts, a wonderful person, kept the flame of Roberto alive, did a great job to ensure his legacy was not diminished in any way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. Loved in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. Um, And esteemed here. Beloved in the Pirates Clubhouse, for sure. All sorts of uh, Manny Sanguian had some great quotes over the weekend yep. about her many Trevor roberto Williams. best friends yeah i mean great. uh Dwayne reader there's a clemente museum here in the city of pittsburgh Dwayne reader reader who's a photographer he runs it it's down in a firehouse in lawrenceville i went and saw the uh, uh, clemente museum when it first opened he said the problem with vera is that she was so kind and so trusting that people would come and say vera could we take some of roberto's um golden gloves or his batting championships on display and then then she would say oh sure i'd love to and then they were never returned. Hmm. So she was played by people out of her kindness. Hmm. But anyway, a great ambassador for her husband, for the Pirates in particular, Major League Baseball as well. The passing of a, an icon, Vera Clemente. I also want to say something unusual, that if you look uh, Vera Clemente up online, her age is different wherever you look. Really? Yeah, CBS has her listed at 78. Hmm. Um, the Bleacher Report has her at 81. Uh, CBS Pittsburgh has her at 81. Um, so... I don't know if that – a lot of times that happens depending on where you're born and what you're – maybe a lot of people, depending on where you were born, your birth certificate isn't issued when you're born. Right. It's issued multi- multiple years later, and, you know, so there are different ages. Perhaps in that time in Puerto Rico, anyway, they were less than stellar. Right. She's somewhere in that age. And right. I just loved reading the tributes by the pirate players. And I think, you know, it made me think it, the pirates are – they're a good organization. I mean – John, right? Mm-mm. No, they're not. They're not a good organization. They're bums. They stink. They're the worst. Coming up next, this week in the nation's capital, we'll talk to Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House correspondent. It's a Monday edition of The Ride Home. Gosh, it's harsh. Confusing, tedious, worse than a math test. 
That's how most Americans describe shopping for health insurance. Yes, open enrollment is here again, and you have until December 15th to choose something very expensive that you hope to never use. And if that makes you want to stick a red-hot poker in your eye, call my friends at Marley Financial. Marley has every plan available in the tri-state, but they also offer some of the most innovative solutions to tackle the high cost of health care. Heard of first-dollar benefits, the most expensive part of a health plan? They're great if you visit the doctor a lot or take medications, but if you're healthy, why pay? A catastrophic plan through Marley may be all you need. Or how about a high-deductible plan you can pair with a supercharged HSA? Not all plans qualify, but Marley's do, offering double benefits to cut your out-of-pocket costs in half. So call Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496, for a custom-designed health plan with the coverage you need at a price that's right. 724-884-1496 or online at MarleyFG.com. 101.5 W O R D. This week on Insight for Living. The Spirit of God simply provides a normal Christian life for us. Chuck Swindoll describes the Holy Spirit's role in our lives. An everyday, believable, the word is authentically Christ like life lived out from one day to the next. Hear Chuck Swindoll Monday through Friday on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are. The Forever Mark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forever Mark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forever Mark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. As we enter this holiday season, we've stopped to reflect on what we're grateful for. This is Greg Trzinski, and at the Original Mattress Factory, we're grateful for you, our loyal customers. With your support, more than half of our business comes from repeat customers and referrals. And we have been hometown made for nearly 30 years. So thank you. We look forward to building new relationships and providing the high quality and great value that you've come to expect from the Original Mattress Factory. We wish you and your family a happy and healthy holiday season and a wonderful new year. Rich Engler presents Christmas with Michael W. Smith. The most wonderful time of the year. And Mark Martell. It's to look a lot like Christmas. Christmas with Michael W. Smith and his band. 7 p.m. December 19th at Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. Tickets available at itickets.com or call 800-965-9324. Welcomed by Word FM. Oh, we haven't talked to him in the longest time. Every week we go to the White House where Greg Clugston joins us as the SRN News White House correspondent. Greg Friend, welcome back. How are you today? Hi, John. Hi, Kathy. Good to uh, be back after uh, taking a, a week. I didn't take a week off. We just had uh, scheduling conflicts last week. You wish well, you had a week off, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. I bet you were wishing you were in some kind of island <laughs> setting. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, uh, don't, don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. <laughs> so, Greg, uh, last week was not the best week for the president, was it? Well, no. I mean, it was uh, with with impeachment, obviously, uh, being at the center stage here in Washington. Uh, there was uh, testimony that portrayed 
his treatment of diplomats and his administration's treatment of, of high-level diplomats who had years, decades-long mm-hmm. service in representing the United States uh, in foreign capitals, in foreign uh, embassies, uh, U.S. embassies in foreign countries. Uh, they they sort of portrayed a, a picture of being you know thrown out callously uh, with with no real uh, rhyme or reason to it, and serious questions about what the policy and what the relationship between the U.S. and Ukraine specifically was all about. So, Greg, as we watched each defendant, or not each defendant, each witness come forward um, and give their testimony, it made me think, uh, it made me kind of remember being a kid and sitting with my mom when she was folding laundry and watching the impeachment hearing surrounding Watergate, right? Now, at that time, as a kid, it seemed like... It was. It had a lot of dignity to it. Momentous. It seemed like, yeah, it seemed like a momentous moment. That's a good mm-hmm. word, John. I felt like, wow, I'm watching something really important. I don't know if it's because I'm older now. Maybe I'm cynical, or maybe the proceedings are different. It doesn't seem like that now. No, it, it doesn't. I agree, and it, it might be hard to put a finger on exactly why. There probably are, are various reasons behind that part of it too uh not that it wasn't any you know part of people say well it's, it's the most partisan congress has ever been today well it is extremely partisan um it's it's very hard to you know pop into a, one generation and look at a different generation because obviously there was partisanship back then sure, right. as well right. um a part of it i think also is the fact that um there has been a weariness um with investigations, because if you look at the first two years of the Trump administration, uh, he was dealing for most of that period of time with the Mueller Russia investigation. And so this is like just the latest investigation to be, uh, you know, facing the, the Trump White House. So there probably is a fatigue right. factor. Yes. The other thing, too, is this is the third impeachment proceeding process since and including Nixon, whereas prior to Nixon, it had been over 100 years since there had been an impeachment process. But we have Nixon, and then we had, of course, Clinton, and now we have uh, we have Trump. All right, so then talk about the connection, because now there are allegations that the president lied in uh, Robert Mueller's Russia investigation. Um, tell us what the particulars are on that. Yeah, this is interesting. So uh, we're learning about this today because the top lawyer – who works in the House of Representatives? He um, make, uh, he essentially told a federal appeals court here in Washington today that the House is investigating whether or not, as you point out, uh, the president lied to Special Counsel Robert Mueller. And so, what the uh, what the attorney for the House Democrats is urging is for the judges to release some of the material from the Mueller investigation that is still secret, because they essentially want to go back. And, and look at information that they have not reviewed yet in order to decide whether or not to move forward with their case. And their their argument is, if the president perjured himself, that is something that they need to know as the impeachment proceedings are going forward. So do we know exactly what parts of his testimony they're talking about? Well, it, it, they're, they're not talking, they're not saying that exactly. I mean, the short answer is no. Uh, but they're saying that they want to know whether there was obstruction. Of course, obstruction was a was oh, a key point that okay. a lot of people talked about. Right. And there were any number of instances, whether you're talking about James Comey or other individuals at the Justice Department, uh, and even within his own administration at the White House, whether there was obstruction. So uh, it's, it's a fairly broad thing, but um, there probably are specifics that the House lawyers and investigators have in mind. I see. Greg, I, I was talking to Kath a little earlier. This is one of these stories where 
things change, it feels as though almost minute by minute, that there's so much information to take in that just me personally as a guy, I kind of go, I can't uh, sort of consume all this or absorb all this. I'll catch it at some point down the line as, you know. Well, when they shake it out and figure out what what's what. Kind of in a way, right? And that's the only way I can sort of cover this. I don't know if you yourself can ingest all this information and make sense of it all. Well, there is a lot of information, John. You're right. And, you know, part of my job is to, uh, along with my colleagues at SRN News, are, you know, is to, uh, you know, on a daily basis, track all of the latest developments and the turns and the twists of this particular story, as well as uh, following other administration and congressional actions that are that are taking place. Wait, there's, there are business... other things going on in Washington, Greg? <laughs> well, you know what? Not as, not as many as should be, and we can get to that in a minute, because there are a couple of deadlines coming up, for example, regarding government funding that have all been been ignored here in DC and they can't ignore those forever because we've got uh, we've got deadlines faced wow. so uh, I, it gets back to the fatigue factor that uh, I think yeah. you were almost alluding to John because it's an overwhelming feeling and it's a fatigue factor combined and to be honest while there are a lot of Americans very interested if not concerned about what's happening uh, some are just simply tuning out because it's overload. Right. So we have uh, testimony that will be given, am I right about this, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week? Yeah, that's what we have okay. in store. So it's essentially eight more witnesses are scheduled to testify this week. And some of them are happening in, in back-to-back hearings because obviously those three days when we have testimony and we've got a total of eight people. And tomorrow we start with Alexander Vindman, I think. He was one of the gentlemen who was actually on the line for this call that has become legendary. Right. He is an official in the National Security Council, and he raised concerns inside the White House uh, about that call. And then, of course, a lot of people are interested in Gordon Sondland. He is the ambassador that President Trump put in place to be the ambassador to the European Union. And he's the one who spoke to the president about the Ukraine policy. And so he's also the one that a week or more ago um, revised some of his earlier testimony uh, in the secret depositions. Uh, after we learned some of the trans, after some of the other transcripts from other individuals came out, he went back and uh, revised some of his testimony, saying that he remembered some other conversations that he had not remembered earlier. <laughs> All right. See, okay. One one more question, Greg. I mean, we could go on and yeah. on, but yeah. you know, when we're talking, it seems like the language of quid pro quo has kind of declined over the last week. Maybe that's just the news outlets I'm reading. Have you noticed that? Is that something that you see on Capitol Hill? Uh, we have seen that here, and uh, a lot of Democrats don't like the idea of, of having that as a key part of their argument, simply because it's a Latin phrase that maybe a lot of Americans aren't familiar with, or they've got, you know, they go scrambling to uh, dictionary.com, <laughs> right. and, and it almost sounds like it's, it's, it's an out-of-touch and a hard-to-explain concept. And so oh, okay. what you have is, is some Democrats who, including this, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, um, talking about bribery and pressure. Um, and, you know, exchanging uh, one item for, you know, a, a favor, you know, a favor for a favor, which essentially is quid pro quo. Uh, but I, I think there has been an effort by some Democrats over the last week or so uh, to use different words or terminology that essentially mean the same thing because they're afraid it might uh, have people tuning out or just scratching their heads as to what that is. I see. Okay, so um, let's talk about uh, tax returns. Yeah, so two different uh, investigations going on now with the president and his tax returns. 
Yeah, so this is interesting. There are, are two different entities for several months now that have been um, interested in getting their hands on the president's financial records, his taxes. Uh, you've got prosecutors in New York at the district attorney's office in Manhattan. And separately, you have a House committee separate from the impeachment committee right now that is uh, also wanting to, to do And what the House committee did, they some time ago subpoenaed to get access to those tax records. And this is the Oversight Committee, and you had a lower court say, yes, um, you can go ahead, and this week, in fact, two days from now, Wednesday, their ruling was House lawmakers could get access to those financial records. Hmm. Well, today, the Supreme Court stepped in because the Trump lawyers appealed, and uh, they went to the Supreme Court, and Chief Justice John Roberts is essentially putting a halt on releasing those records, at least temporarily, until the justices at the Supreme Court decide whether or not to get involved in this case. And they're also they're also deliberating as to whether or not they'll get involved in the district attorney's case. So really, the whole issue over the taxes and the access to the president's financial records will rest with the Supreme Court. So, Greg, what about uh, looking back at history and what it tells us? Uh, ha- has every president released their tax returns? In modern, in modern memory, yes. For the last, um, I, I don't remember how far back, but at least the last you know, 20 to 40, I think close to 40 years, uh, presidents have done that. They've often done it when they were still candidates for the presidency, uh, but especially if they won the nomination or went on to win the presidency, yes. Okay, so of course the question that it begs is what, I mean, everyone just wants to know, what's your, what are you hiding? Right. It's not and helping the president. The, and, and, the, and the main question, one of the main questions with Donald Trump is because of his business dealings um, globally, uh, there have been questions as to whether or not uh, he, you know, he, he and his company, his family's family-run business, if they're, if they're profiting off of the presidency or if they're open to any sort of influence from outside foreign interests that may, you know, purchase or, uh, you know, rent their hotel rooms in Trump hotels and that kind of thing. We haven't had access to any of those kinds of financial records to, uh, to be able to answer those questions. I see. So, Greg, uh, with all the investigations that's going on, impeachment hearings, is there any work being done in please, Washington, D.C.? Please reassure us that there's something that the Congress is doing other than this. Well, that's a hard question to answer right now, but I'm guessing by the end of the week we might have a better idea, if that's of any uh, okay. consolation. Right. And the reason I mention that is because in three days, government funding runs out. <laughs> well, so, oh. so essentially, we're up against to what we often are facing at this time of oh. year, mm-hmm. and that's a possibility of a government shutdown. Oh, this is like the uh, third or fourth time, right? Nobody wants. Nobody really wants the government shut down. No. It's whether or not they can get their act together to uh, approve the spending measures. Um, it, it, it seems as if they they will do that. And of course, if they do that, the question is: Is it a temporary spending measure that kicks the can down for another you know ten days or two weeks or a month or two, or if they can agree to um, the the full package of funding of what they need to do? And of course, the president is also wanting the, this USMCA trade deal with Canada and Mexico to be approved by the United States, because those other two countries have already given the go-ahead, and uh, he's hoping to, uh, to nail that down, and uh, the Democrats in the House need to move forward on that first. So a couple of big items of, up for business, including that funding measure to avoid a potential shutdown. This what? is sort of like um, waiting for Godot or something. It's what are a, we waiting for? Exactly. A little surrealist kind of thing that's happening, right? 
Well, it is. Uh, it, it's like it's like when you get a uh, if you're in the path of a hurricane and it's three or four days out, you know the big storm is coming, but the weather at the moment is calm and mm-hmm. everything seems normal. But you know things are going to be changing in a, mm-hmm. in a big hurry, mm-hmm. and there's almost maybe a moment of paralysis there, and perhaps that's where we're at. Uh, well, don't get your feet uh, planted in one spot, Greg. I hope that you can run whenever whenever that thing comes. And get a rain hat. And uh, nail up some plywood on the sure. window. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, Greg, please. it's good to have you back. Good to be here, guys. Thank you. Always our pleasure. Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Details about Greg at wordfm.com. Wet weather is on the way. Keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. The day after Thanksgiving, feed your soul. Join Amen to Action as we come together for the third year to sing, pray, celebrate, and pack over one million meals of hope for the hungry. It's Friday, November 29th at the Convention Center. Doors open at 8 a.m. We think we'll break last year's record. We know it will be a lot of fun. To register for the event or make a donation, go to amentoaction.org. Shalom. Good afternoon to everyone from Tel Aviv in Israel. Hi, this is Abraham Sandler from Rock of Ages Messianic Jewish Congregation, and I'm here with Sydney, who is in Israel for the very first time in her life. Sydney, what would you say to those who are thinking about making a trip to Israel? Why should they come here? Personally, I would say based on the past week, you have to come here to meet the people. They are really direct but really wonderfully warm and welcoming. And, of course, come here to experience the places Jesus walked with his disciples. For me, at the Sea of Galilee, I could still feel the peace and the presence that is on those waters since Jesus said to them, Peace, be still. Thanks, Sydney. So, everybody, we invite you to join us on our tour of Israel scheduled for November of 2020. Tour Israel with us and spend time with Jesus and his people in his land. More info is at rockofagesmjc.org. That's rockofagesmjc.org. Get away without going far. Lose yourself without being lost. At Antiochian Village near historic Ligonier, 300 acres of pristine woodlands await to refresh and inspire you. With 100 hotel-style lodging rooms, 20 meeting rooms, amazing food, and award-winning desserts, it's 360 degrees of mountain views bathed in the warmth of Christian hospitality. Book your next church or youth retreat now at antiochianvillage.org. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma. Here's to progress. I love the joy that children bring to the office. Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock. I like creating those good, positive first experiences. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. You have my word on it. After a decent evening, it'll turn cloudy tonight, a little chilly 32. Then tomorrow, look for mainly gray skies, the high will be 44. Some of you will see an afternoon shower. 
Mainly cloudy tomorrow night. We can't rule out a shower or late flurry. We'll be 32. Wednesday, clouds break for partial sun. High will be 45. Mild Thursday, but turning cloudy. High will be 52. Look for rain Thursday night. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Close on Sunday. You my Chick-fil-A. Close on Sunday. You my Chick-fil-A. So not the greatest of news today from Chick-fil-A. They said today that it had stopped donations to several Christian organizations after receiving backlash from LGBTQ rights activists over the last several weeks. The United States fast food chain says that as it expands, it will no longer send donations to the Salvation Army, the Paul Anderson Youth Home, and the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, all which oppose same-sex marriage. There's no question. We know that as we go into new markets, we need to be clear about who we are, says Chick-fil-A president and COO Tim Tassopoulos in an interview with biznow.com. He says, quote, there are a lot of articles and newscasts about Chick-fil-A. We thought we needed to be clear about our message. Chick-fil-A has a long history of uh, being on the receiving end of criticism, of course, from LGBTQ rights groups. In March, the San Antonio City Council took steps to effectively ban Chick-fil-A from San Antonio's airport after the company donated $2 million to those said Christian charities. The company is also months from opening its first location in Boston, where the late Mayor Thomas Menino pledged to ban the company from opening within city limits. After Chick-fil-A CEO Dan Cathy voiced his opposition to gay marriage back in 2012. I, I, I get this, but I don't agree with it. No, I don't like I mean, it. So, so, Look, you're, so just, you're outing the Salvation... So now the Salvation Army and Fellowship of Christian Athletes, what? what these now, are hate-filled right, groups. Right, so now these are hate groups, right? So by them doing this, it makes it look... Like, oh, you know what? We've looked into it, and you're all right. right. All of you progressives are right. We agree. That the Salvation Army and the Youth Home and FCA are all anti-LGBTQ groups. So now, like, now, let me just back up and say I cannot stand that designation. Like, Salvation Army is sitting there deciding that their number one priority is to talk about sexuality? I mean, it's just ridiculous. The Salvation Army has been around since 1865. And it's you know, had nothing to do with sexuality. The countless good works that the people from the Salvation uh, Army, whom we love, yes, they're wonderful people. They do continue to do excellent work. So now, self, now Chick Fil A, in some ways, has kowtowed yeah. to this. They bowed down right. to LGBTQ, right? And they said, "Look, we're not going to do it." That's and bad, of course, that's look, bad business. Th- well, well, it's their money. They can do whatever they want to. But just as a person who's observing this, I just it makes me sad. I think really so all along you have been saying we're not anti LGBTQ. We've never been what we are is pro family. Right. We're not anti. We treat, we hire, we support, we are kind to, it's my pleasure. Yes. That's our perspective on everybody who works for us and everybody who comes into our restaurants. Now it kind of looks like they're saying, Okay, well maybe we were a little bit. Right. What so now we've got like a second message coming out. I think it's I think it's a major publicity mistake i think it's a huge I really do well i don't I think, think it's it, a major as mistake. far as the publicity mistake look uh, will, will this stop what, you what, from going to chick-fil-a you, you think that the progressive left that tried to get chick-fil-a out of major cities major airports and countries in europe do you think that this is going to make them like you 
Get out of here. You're the enemy. No, they won't. Now the Chick-fil-A. Wait, no, no. No, here's the deal. This is a triumph for them because Chick-fil-A has seen the errors of their ways. They need, they want an enemy more than they want to win the issue. They like Chick-fil-A, but they like Chick-fil-A to be their enemy. They're not, they're going to say, oh, well, he doesn't mean it. Well, I think if you, you know, that funding dries up. And so these three organizations, right, they're going to suffer because of this. Right. Well, oh, for sure, the Salvation Army and the yeah, and the yeah, youth yeah. moment, of course they're going to suffer. I, it's I a think drag. It's a I'm real surprised shame. by this. I really I, re- I think it's a real shame. But as far as a, like, you know, public relations debacle, is this going to affect you? You're gonna, I'm still going to go to Chick-fil-A. I don't do the boycott do lifestyle I. anyway. Of course not. That's I ridiculous. just don't do that. I think it's stupid. But still, it's sad news. It really is. So now, it's, you know, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, those haters, they're the bigots. That's the heck. Take a break, come back. Oh, we're going to talk with David French in a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk about Hong Kong. We'll talk about... Iraq and Iran. What an unusual relationship between these two countries. Stick around. It's the ride home with Jenna Caffey. Word FM, WPIT Radio. 101.5 WORD. Singer-songwriter Laura Story admits that sometimes she has control issues. If there's something I find myself frustrated that it's just not working out the way that I think it should, usually it's God showing me that my grip on that thing or that person, that grip is a little too tight. Learning how to surrender, to give up and let go. Next time on Family Life Today. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. Remember those old-fashioned holidays when the pace was slower and the food all tasted like grandma had been cooking all day just for you? You know what? She probably did. You know what else? At the Spring House in 84, we still cook all day long just for you. So even though your life is filled with running, we can make sure that you still enjoy an old-fashioned holiday. Call the Spring House now to order fresh turkeys. Not frozen, mind you, fresh. The only kind Grandma used. The aroma of a turkey roasting in your oven will fill the house with promises of what's to come. Let us prepare side vegetable dishes like Aunt Emma's breaded broccoli, sweet potato pie, or even real mashed potatoes. And don't you forget to order the dinner rolls and, of course, our own homemade pumpkin pies or even apple crumb. They seem to be the favorites this year. Call 228-3339 now and let us help you enjoy a real old-fashioned holiday. I'm not 20 anymore, but I'm not about to let joint pain slow me down. And thanks to advanced biological therapy, I don't have to. At Regenerate Me in Pittsburgh, Advanced Biological Therapy offers the most advanced non-invasive treatment for joint pain. To qualify for the free comprehensive three-week joint study, including first treatment, call 412-851-3811 now. Slow down for joint pain? Not on your life. 412-851-3811. Restrictions apply. Space is limited. Ends December 13th. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville can help protect your vehicle against anything the elements throw at it, like spray-on bedliners to create a permanent lifetime barrier against impact, moisture, and corrosion. Their TST Rust Remedy covers stuff your manufacturer warranty doesn't, like road salt, and fall detail to safeguard your paint job, your tires, your interior against winter's worst damage. And did I mention Extreme now offers custom graphics? Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville. 
with the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. Join Ireland's own Keith and Kristen Getty, known for In Christ Alone, for their ninth annual Sing, an Irish Christmas tour. Featured on public television, the BBC and TVN, the Gettys are joined by their incredible band, fusing Celtic, Americana, modern, and classical music for a vibrant celebration of the season. Build lifelong memories at Sing, an Irish Christmas. For tickets and information, visit gettymusic.com slash Christmas. Coming to the Benenham Center in Pittsburgh on December 12th. I think since the rise of the Internet, people have been concerned about information, right? Your own personal information being seized upon by other entities, outside nefarious entities, whether it's your credit card information, you know, your health information and whatnot. But now it's gone beyond that in a bigger way. Remember Julian Assange, where you know there was massive leaking of the United States government documents. And now, of course, it's international as well, as today, hundreds of leaked spy files show that Iran secretly sways Iraq because there's been this, this dump of files of leaked information. From the dispatch, David French joins us to talk to us about that and about what's happening in Hong Kong. David, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Boy, David, this is a a fascinating story. I mean, a special relationship is probably the nicest way I could put it between Iran and Iraq. And it looks like Iran and the U.S. have been battling through spy games and all sorts of other types of games to get control over the chaos in Iraq. Yeah, you know, one of the things that uh, and, and we've actually this is actually an old problem. It's just being amplified by the release of documents. Uh, Americans don't fully grasp the extent to which Iran, Iran has put its own operatives, its own people, its own commanders into Iraq directly involved in the conduct, for example, of the war against ISIS, directly involved in the insurgency against the United States before that time. This has been a contest of wills about a battle for power that has been unfolding behind the scenes for well over a decade now. Hmm. So neither, David, of course, the Iranians or the Iraqis are essentially good friends of ours. Oftentimes we're to each other's throats as enemies. Does this in some way affect uh, foreign policy with the United States? Is this something, you know, the average Joe, us in America, need to be concerned about in any way? Well, you know, yeah, the growth in Iranian power, we should always be concerned about the growth of Iranian power because Iran is uh, a sworn enemy of the United States. It is the world's leading state sponsor of terror. It's trying to cobble together a zone of influence that spans from Lebanon uh, through Syria across Iraq into, of course, Iran itself that, you know, will, will enable it to exercise regional dominance in one of the most strategically vital regions in the world, along with, you know, continued use of the terror weapon. So it is absolutely something that we need to be concerned about. Uh, One of the things I think that is important to understand from this, and I I keep going back to a title of a book by Bing West, uh, written about the surge, actually, many years ago, and it was called The Strongest Tribe. And what one of the things that a point that he made in there is that uh, there was a, a conversation about with some, some local Iraqi leaders who had kind of switched over either from neutrality to supporting the United States 
and they were uh, asked why they did it. And and I believe the answer was, you Marines, speaking of the Marines at that point, this is Anbar province, are the strongest tribe. Mm-hmm. And there's often a contest, uh, not just in the Middle East, but elsewhere, who, who is the strongest tribe? And you cast your lot with the strongest tribe. And that is true still to this day. And I think that Iran has done a good job, just in a pure power politics sense, of casting itself and, and becoming the strongest tribe in Iraq. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the leaked documents certainly reveal what probably anybody who has any working knowledge of the region knows, is that intelligence it seems to be king in many ways. Um, and, you know, we're trying, every country and their spy agency or their intelligence community is trying to get the most information from the most number of people. Right. I mean, knowledge is power, is the old cliche, and it's absolutely true. I mean, when I was in Iraq, we were constantly trying to discern in our area of operations who are the key power brokers, mm-hmm. where are the levers, you know, what, what are the levers that you need to push in this region that will, sort of, that will swing the balance of power in a village or in a city. And so uh, in, information is vitally important, and, you know, it's one of the reasons why Israel has been able to punch above its weight, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, in international uh, affairs and, and in the Middle East, because its intelligence capabilities are incredibly formidable. And so, yeah, absolutely, knowledge is power. Knowledge is power everywhere. It's, it's especially true in the Middle East. And, and uh, you know, Iran has an advantage over us in proximity and religious affiliation with the majority of the Iraqi population. I see. David French is with us from the dispatch. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But David, can you can you go back and talk about the thread of the leak and the people who have leaked this, what's in it for them and what they're hoping to achieve? Well, you know, it's it's always difficult to kind of to predict what people are hoping to achieve with leaks. Um, leakers often have very personal agendas in in addition to um, you know, uh, uh, trying to aff- affect and influence public policy. I, I think it's the effect of the leak, though, for people who are thinking hard about what American policy should be in Iraq, is that we need this should remind us again of this of this concept of the strongest tribe, and that there are costs to diminished American influence, mm-hmm. and one of those costs is increased influence and increased. Uh, power in, and increased freedom of movement by some of our enemies. And so uh, I don't believe the Trump administration is pondering this quite yet, uh, but we made a terrible mistake in 2011 when we left Iraq. Mm-hmm. And these kinds of documents should remind us of the need of continued presence to preserve these hard-fought victories, military victories we've had. Yeah, because you get to a certain point and you pull out, and the next thing you know, you're going to spend the next 15 years trying to get back what you gave up. Right, exactly, exactly. And, you know, fortunately, uh, we went back in in 2014 after ISIS rose. I mean, the Obama administration could have just washed hands of the whole thing and watched ISIS rampage, but they decided to re intervene, put boots back on the ground. Uh, but by that time, there were things that had been lost that could never be right. regained not just, you know, the lives lost, and that's, of course, the most important thing, but the level of influence on the ground, the shaping of the Iraqi government, the Iraqi military, Iraqi society, all of that was ceded for a time being to our enemies, such that, you know, I I was reading a really phenomenal 
book about the Battle of Mosul in 2017. And one thing that was quite telling was that there were uh, Iraqi militias that were quite clearly run by Iranians. Really? Deeply engaged in the battle for Mosul, yes. See, I I didn't know any of that. This is a this is a big surprise to me. Yes. Oh, I know. I think for a lot of people, it's it's very surprising. But you know, if you've known where to look, these reports have been out in yeah. the open for some time. I mean, these Quds Force commanders, which are who are Iranians, they're they're just flat out Iranians, have been operating in Iraq wow. for some time. Wow. Okay, this is probably a really elementary question, and I'm going to show my own ignorance by asking it, but I have to before we move on to Hong Kong. But in my mind, Iran is a Shiite country and Iraq is a Sunni country. So, But you're saying that's not the case for the majority of, of Iraqis? A majority of Iraqis, a big majority, are Shia. Are Shia. Uh, so it's okay. if, of the three big groups, so you've got the Sunnis and the Shia, and then the Kurds are mostly Sunni um, Sunni Muslims. They they sort of identify a little bit differently, but the the Shia are uh, Iraqi is a Shia majority country. And now the interesting thing is, and and this is something that's important for people to understand, is just the fact that Iraq is Shia, largely Shia, and Iran is largely Shia does not necessarily mean that the two countries are going to be natural allies. There are the, there are differences between the countries. There are differences between the communities, and it is not the case that it's automatically that Iraq is just going to automatically default towards Iran. That's a, too simplistic. Um, and so you know that. But it is important to know that Iran, Iran does have that advantage of that Shia religious affiliation and its interaction with the Iraqi community. Fascinating. David French is with us from the Dispatch. David, uh, let's... We've got to move on to Hong Kong. Yeah, while we're here, let's uh, let's grab your international expertise. Talk about what's happening in Hong Kong. It feels as though the Chinese authorities are really sort of uh, squeezing the protesters. Well, you know, there's been a couple of ominous developments. First, we've seen some really brutal violence, both from... Uh, a police. There, there was a viral video that went that uh, was, I think, it was about four or five days ago, of a Hong Kong police officer just shooting a protester in the chest at point blank range, which was it was very brutal. It was very graphic. It was terrible to watch. But then there was also the same day a viral video of a Hong Kong protester setting a Hong Kong man on fire um, while he was arguing against the protesters. Now, the Hong Kong protests have been largely, you know, incredibly, have been incredibly peaceful, largely. They have been, you know, these are courageous freedom fighters. But as tensions escalate, you're going to expect to see more violence. And and the real concern that I have, and I've had this concern all along, regardless of whether or not there are sporadic acts of violence, is that as this continues, how long before the mainland Chinese official, well, it's it's attached to the Chinese mainland, but the main, you know, the Chinese, the the PRC official yes. just decided enough is enough and cracked down in a way that's truly horrible, mm-hmm. that's truly bloody, that's truly awful. As of right now, there are a lot of reasons why they're not doing that. Um, it's it's there there is real international it costs to be paid. It's easier said than done to. Um, to suppress pro- widespread protests in the city of millions of people. Uh, so there's a lot of reasons why it hasn't happened. But as tensions escalate, uh, and there's, 
you know, look, uh, one of the ways through this is for Hong Kong officials and, and the PRC to yield, to grant greater guarantees of liberty to Hong Kong students and the Hong Kong protesters. But that carries real risks for a communist society. They set the precedent of, uh, of a, for a communist party. They set the precedent of wide-scale protests can lead to government capitulation. That They would view that as a dangerous precedent. So we're, we're at a situation that's extremely tense. Um, has the potential to become more violent and doesn't have an easy logical endpoint. Right. That's the problem, right? There is no logical endpoint because both sides are set on confrontation one way or another. Well, they have irreconcilable competing interests, and there's no compromise right now that mm-hmm. seems to be on the horizon, or at least that I'm aware of. And and that is, so you know, it's a it's a standoff, um, and perhaps. The Chinese officials are hoping that the sheer uh, difficulty of, of sustaining a city life in the face of uh, months and months of protests could wear out the protesters over time. Um, but, you know, nothing there's there's no outcome here that, uh, you know, I, I look at it and, and I'm, I'm just stumped as to the probable outcome. I see many possible outcomes, but I'm not quite sure what the probable outcome is yet. David French is with us from the dispatch. David, uh, take a minute. You have new digs. Yes, I do. Tell (laughs) us about the dispatch. Yes, the dispatch.com. You can sign up for our newsletters here uh, at the dispatch.com. We're in a soft launch phase. I joined uh, my friends, Jonah Goldberg, formerly of National Review, like me. Steve Hayes, formerly of the Weekly Standard, both of those are both those guys are at Fox News with, as Fox News contributors. I joined them uh, in a new startup, and we're going to focus on reporting and analysis. We're all conservatives, but we're not partisan, and uh, and it's uh, so far uh, we're in a soft launch phase, and where you can sign up to receive newsletters. And in January, the website itself launches. I'm going to have new podcasts coming. Um, and I'm I'm thrilled with it. I'm very uh, I'm very happy with the the uh, uh, working with Joan and Steve, who are some of my uh, favorite people in the, in not just in the conservative media world, but just some of my favorite people. Period. Well, terrific! Congratulations, David. We're excited for you, and of course, we're going to follow along as well. We would encourage all of our listeners to go to the dispatch.com and sign up. David French, thanks yeah. again. Thank you very much. Our great pleasure. Yeah, The Dispatch. Uh, David's been a a friend of our show from the many years of National Review. Expert analysis, great insight. Fun guy. Yeah, really fun guy. So, yeah, thedispatch.com. Please check it out. Sign up today. Everyone gets hungry before the party. Why not give them something worth talking about without lifting a finger? Food. The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease, whatever the occasion. Right now, get their special appetizer package added to your next menu. An inviting selection of hors d'oeuvres starting at $6.95 per person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com slash word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company. Just good food. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. 
Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. The Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Drowning in IRS debt? If you can't afford to pay your IRS debt due to economic hardship, you can now be free of IRS collection efforts by taking advantage of a special IRS tax hardship program. This program allows Americans who owe the IRS to resolve their delinquent tax debt once and for all. In some cases, maybe even reducing what you owe significantly. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Simply dial 800-741-3179. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back or have years of unfiled tax returns, help is standing by. Just call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-741-3179 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. Alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your social security check. Call 800-741-3179 to see if you qualify. That's 800-741-3179. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade with over 50 professionally certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community with results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Isn't it a beautiful day in the neighborhood? Most days are beautiful days in the neighborhood, right? So. so this Friday, the film, the Tom Hanks film, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, premieres nationwide. Of course, there's been uh, lots of good press already, lots of previews out there. Many people have already seen the film, as a matter of fact. And we're happy to tell you that this Friday on our show, we were granted exclusive access to the H- the uh, Senator John Hines History Center's exhibit of the original set Nice from uh, the Mr. Rogers neighborhood. It is so terrific. We had such a good time. Um, we're going to release uh, an audio version on our show on Friday and also on our YouTube channel. There will be a video version of our interview with Andy Masick where you can see exactly what it looks like at the uh, Heinz History Center. The coolness of seeing the Mr. Rogers set when you grew up with it is just epic. I loved it. I get a little geeked out. Did you get a little geeked out? I got geeked out. I just loved Mr. Rogers. And then the Trib uh, reported today, and Andy kind of gave us a heads up about this when we were down there, that 20 additional items of his clothes, Mr. Rogers' clothes, are going to be displayed down at the History Center um, in conjunction with the release of the film. So I did not know this. How about Mr. Rogers' mom? Mr. Rogers' mom... I want to. I want to tell you some bit of trivia I know about her, and I can't think of anything. She knitted his sweaters. The very first sweater. The very first. That's right. Multiple sweaters. Yes, I remember the very first what sweater was knitted about? by her. 
I wonder if she made the curtains that were at the window. <laughs> when you see them in person, they're awful. No, no, they're good. No, they're awful. They're very much they of are. the time. They That's are all. the time. Yeah. It's very sweet. My number one favorite thing, and we, we weren't able to put this into the uh, recording we're going to release on Friday, but yeah. Mr. Rogers' shoes are there yeah. in, in a glass box, preserved. And I just can't tell you how fabulous it is to see his actual shoes. Mm. Because that was a big deal when I was a little kid, watching him come in and do the little shoe toss type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I was fascinated at the kind of shoes he wore. I mean, they're just Sperry's. It's no like like gigantically unique thing. Can you buy those today? You can buy them today. I wonder if there's a Mr. Rogers brand of Sperry's. They look to me, to be honest with you, I thought they were Vans. Okay. Until I went down to the history center and looked at them, and they're Sperry's. But they're navy blue. They're basic. I mean, yeah. I guess today he could be a skater. He's what do you awesome. mean he could be a skater? Oh, like Vans oh, are skater shoes. Oh, sure, sure. Like he's on a skateboard. Yeah, I yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Very yeah, nice. so anyway, stay with us this Friday. It's going to be a great day on our program and on our YouTube channel. All right. Take a break. Come back. Reset for the 5 o'clock hour. You don't want to miss this. Oh, we're going to talk about uh, Kanye and Joel Osteen. Also, uh, special guests, Richie and uh, Reagan Reader. They've got a story to tell about their daughter. Stick around. we got lots more ahead. It's the, uh, the Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM, WPIT Radio. That changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Violence in two parts of the country today. In Duncan, Oklahoma, Police Chief Danny Ford says two men and a woman were fatally shot Monday morning outside a Walmart store in southwestern Oklahoma. There's two people inside the vehicle, one passenger, one under the, the stern wheel, and then one person on the driver's side towards the uh, back door of the vehicle. Police are calling it an isolated incident. The Fresno, California, where four people were killed when unknown suspects sneaked into a backyard filled with people at a party on Sunday evening and fired into the crowd. Six other people were wounded. On Wall Street, a good day as the Dow was up by 31 points to 28,036. The Nasdaq rose 9, the S&P advanced 1, and crude oil was down 67 cents to close at $57.05 a barrel on the New York Mercantile Exchange. This is SRN News. The ride home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. Are you ready to advance? Imagine yourself in the graduate program you've always wanted. The Wright Master's Program can help you get where you want to be. Geneva College, located conveniently in Beaver Falls, just 35 miles northwest of Pittsburgh, has on-campus, online, and hybrid graduate programs that could be right for you. Geneva's high-quality Christian programs are designed to help you move ahead, both professionally and personally, preparing you to excel in today's demanding world. But don't just think about it. Attend Geneva's upcoming information session to find out about master's programs like counseling, cybersecurity, higher education, and master's in business administration. The information session is at Geneva's campus Tuesday, November 19th, with registration and refreshments at 5.30 and the program at 6 p.m. It even includes sitting in on a master's level class. 
That's Tuesday, November 19th. For information and registration, go to geneva.edu slash session. That's geneva.edu slash session. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you this holiday season. So grateful, they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and he guarantees they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can buy one, get one free, by calling 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free, plus free shipping. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure to use the promo code WORD. This is Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, and we want to help your house feel more like a home with some of the lowest refinancing rates ever. Rates have dropped so much that many Americans can reduce their rate. You may be able to save money on your monthly mortgage payment right now. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.18%. Call us at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rates subject to change. Pay 1.375% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Friday, December 6th, Memorial Park Church presents a special benefit concert with Michael Carr. A free event to support the work of EduNations in war-torn Sierra Leone. RSVP now at edunations.org slash benefit concert. In addition to the free concert, don't miss Michael's Hessen Biblical Imagination Workshop, Saturday from 8 to 4, just $35 a ticket. Michael Card, December 6th and 7th. Details at edunations.org slash benefit concert. After a decent evening, it'll turn cloudy tonight, a little chilly 32. Then tomorrow, look for mainly gray skies, the high will be 44. Some of you will see an afternoon shower. Mainly cloudy tomorrow night, we can't rule out a shower or late flurry, the low will be 32. Wednesday, clouds will break for partial sun, the high will be 45. Mild Thursday, but turning cloudy, the high will be 52. Look for rain Thursday night. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Sunday morning, a lot of people don't attend regular service. They're not part of a congregation. Right. I would imagine millions and millions of people, the numbers support that uh, across the country and around the world, tune in to Lakewood Church with Joel and Victoria Osteen mm-hmm. on the television, and they sit down and they're able to hear the... well. They they praise God in some some way. Mm-hmm. They learn something about some. Right, right. Do they hear the gospel? I was going to say that. I mean, you know, and I, I had to know. pull back from that. For I'm a not second. sure. I mean, have you heard? I it? Hope have you they watched do. it? You've never seen the show? No, I've seen it. Yeah, I've I mean, seen I've the show watched well. like bits of it. I haven't said okay and sitting down to watch. Now, of course, it, it, you know, you could, you know, if you wanted to, point the finger at Joel Osteen an awful lot with good reason. However, I'll say this: that there are friends of mine and family members who don't know Jesus. And as a means of introduction, this is the most positive thing I can think I can say about it, as a means of introduction in some way to Sunday morning worship, 
they would engage that and find it All interesting. Right. Okay, so if that's the case, uh, if that's the case with someone listening, um, I hope that you would then take a next step. Yes, exactly. To learn more about who Jesus is. That's it. Um, my concern with the Osteens is that their prosperity message is not <clears throat> biblical Biblical at all. It's, no. In fact, it's it's the opposite of what Jesus taught. And right. so if you watch that and you think that believing in Jesus equals your financial success or your health returning or your best life your, now or your best knife now or your big car or whatever, it's just not what Jesus promised. It's not what Jesus' life looked like. It's not what Jesus' apostles' lives looked like. And it's not what our lives are going to look like. Right. Now, having said all that, We've also been following the story and talking about Kanye West, the um, the impresario, the rapper, the uh, media mogul. Media, right, right, for sure. So Kanye West apparently has recently found Christ. Fabulous. Outstanding. And then he released a new rap CD called Jesus is King, which we've played and mm-hmm. loved. I've been listening to I mean, it I like a lot. I like it. I don't know if I love it. Well, I've been listening to it. I, mean, I like, I like it. it. It's not It's not necessarily my thing. I just I want more choir. Yeah. You know how, you know, we had the Choir's good. more cowbell thing? More you know, choir. I, I would like more choir thing. So yesterday at Lakewood Church, which surprised me because I was assumed as I'm watching, you know, the uh, the broadcast of Joel Osteen, that it was not live, that it was pre-produced, you know, and, and maybe, you know, done a week ago or a month ago. But apparently it was live. Yes. And yesterday on stage, Joel Osteen and Kanye West... I can't say they conducted a service. No, it's not a service. It, it was, was more of a like a presser, like a, a press conference in a way, a Q&A, I guess. However, the name of Jesus Christ was spoken on high an awful lot. We've got some clips we want to go into with Mike. Mike, you, you want to start us off here? I know that God's been calling me for a long time, and the devil's been distracting me for a long time. And when I was, you know, in my lowest points, you know, God was there with me and sending me visions and inspiring me. And I remember sitting in the the hospital at UCLA after having a mental breakdown. And there's uh, documentations of me drawing a church and saying, writing, uh, start a church in in the middle of Calabasas. And... Even after that, I went and made the the Life of Pablo album. I said, this is a gospel album. And I didn't know how to totally make a gospel album. And the Christians that were around were too, um, I would say, beaten into submission by society to not speak up and profess the gospel to, you know, to me because I was a superstar. So, but the, the only superstar is Jesus. Okay, so you know that's an interesting point that he had Christians in his life, but they were too. Their yes, vision was dulled by his stardom, and so they weren't going to speak the truth to him. I think that that that's, that's really something that should make all of us think, right? I think so too. Yeah, right. You know, it's easy to be a yes man, mm-hmm. especially around celebrity, right? especially maybe for a lot of these people who were getting a paycheck from yeah. Kanye. So they just kept quiet about their faith and let Kanye go about his work unfettered. Yeah. I also think it's important, though, to, to step back at, you know, when he was talking about the mental breakdown he had. And I love the fact that he's willing to discuss that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that that's that, that can, transparency. That's really helpful for people um, who are suffering in all different parts of that, you know, uh, 
all different parts of that area. But when he's talking about getting visions and, you know, we're going to start a church, or what, I, I do think it's important, not that we invalidate what he says at all, but I think it's important to go into that judiciously and with awareness and any of those uh, prophetic gifts. I think it's imp- I think it's good to know that they have to be developed over time. And our ability to hear what the Holy Spirit is telling us, we and our own issues get in the way of that. And so I don't think we, I think when someone says that they've had a vision or someone says that they've had a word, I don't think that our obligation is to say, oh, well, that's God. I think it's our obligation to say, okay, now let's test those spirits together. Let's right. let's let's use some discernment and let's make sure that it lines up with scripture and let's make sure that we Without can we can be in agreement on that. Now the problem is and you know this is a, this is a, in some ways a, a bit of a quagmire that I remember when I was a baby Christian and of course you don't know what you don't know. Of course. So all sorts of things come into your mind at the same time you're uh, me, you know, most people you're deeply excited. You're so enthralled. Oh my gosh, I, you know, I'm with God. I and Jesus is, and all sorts of things come through your mind. Most of them are just, you know, kind of weird crazy thoughts. Sure. The thing about Kanye is as well-meaning as he may be, he's also got huge influence and lots of power and money to back up those ideas, right. whether they're biblically sound or not. And everybody's putting a microphone in front of his mouth. Right. Right. So the, the temptation, I believe, is all of a sudden you become the spokesperson for for Christianity in the United States, which, of course, no one is. But it, that is a temptation and things could happen. Right. OK, let's keep going, Mike. So as I sat there saying, you know, I, I'm going to make a gospel album, there were Christians that were there that were not, excuse me, brother, it, I, I go into these streams of consciousness when I'm talking and when, you, when you're speaking in the middle of it, it, it distracts me. I really appreciate the support, but I would like for everybody to be completely silent so I can let God flow through me as I speak to you guys today. So... In the studio, and this studio, it will, it, it's going to compare to places that you're in in life where people tell you to quiet your voice and not talk about Jesus, you know, so loud. But everything else is so loud around us. When I'm in California or when I'm in Vegas, they got posters up advertising, you know, sex trafficking. Because if there's an advertisement for a strip club, that is advertising sex trafficking. Because at the end of the night, when they close up, the, the manager says, how much traffic do we have? All right. It's a good point, right? So yeah, definitely. if it's a, a man that's going through things with his family or going through things at work and he feels he has to go there, we all end up participating, whether it's mm-hmm. the spirits that get advertised to us all the mm-hmm. time. Alcohol is, they call it a spirit. So we get constant advertisement for spirits. We get constant advertisement for strip clubs and other things like that. But then we bring up the name of Jesus. We're told to be quiet, quiet that down. Mm-hmm. So even for someone who's professing God and saying, this is going to be a, go- a gospel album, the devil's going to come and do everything he can to distract people from knowing how to fully be in service to the Lord and all of that arrogance and confidence and cockiness that y'all see me use uh, 
before God is now using for him. Okay, no, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait a minute. Okay, so all the cockiness that we've seen him use over the last decade, now God's going to use. Now, i got to be honest. Like, there's a moment when you have to say, okay, all the cockiness that used to characterize me now can't because now I'm a disciple of Jesus. It doesn't mean that my obnoxious lifestyle Continues somehow on. gets co- co-opted by the Holy Spirit. I'm cocky for Jesus. That's lame. No, it's Sorry, right. that's lame. Okay. But anyway, uh, that's just a flavor. Yeah. Um, I don't think we have to go into it any further. I mean, um, if you're interested, I would in, I would say go check them out, right? I mean, Joel Osteen and Kanye West, that's modern American Christianity. That's kind of where we are. I got to be honest, he sounds a heck of a lot more evangelistic than Joel Osteen ever did. <laughs> Joel Osteen's probably like, what the heck? Why did I invite this guy Maybe, in here? Yeah, some he kind of right wing wacko. So then after the service, they went and had a press conference, which is essentially times two. I don't know. Aren't you glad you're not famous? Oh, my Can you goodness. Imagine? Gracious, like, you no, make a statement for Jesus, and then you have to go have a press conference. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, gosh, that man's got a steep road. Yeah. But that's where we are, 21st century Christianity. Okay, uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, Coming up in a couple of minutes, we're going to talk with uh, Richie and uh, Reagan Reader. They've got a story to tell about uh, their child and the work that they're doing at Children's Hospital. So stay with us with that conversation. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and that means you've got some important decisions to make today. Look, we all know Medicare is confusing, but Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you've got questions. They've got the answers you're looking for. And so before you lock in for another year, ask yourself, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for another year? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and by how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or should you drop it altogether? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that's focused not just on cost, but on quality and with lower deductibles and with co-pays that are little to none. So why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Call 724-884-1496 or find them online. Marley Financial, MarleyFG.com. 101.5 WORD. Once I figured out, you know, it was a little boy, then I heard his heart beat like I just cried. You guys helped me make my mind up. You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you can provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY, or go to wordfm.com. I'm not 20 anymore, but I'm not about to let joint pain slow me down. And thanks to advanced biological therapy, I don't have to. At Regenerate Me in Pittsburgh, Advanced Biological Therapy offers the most advanced non-invasive treatment for joint pain. To qualify for the free comprehensive three-week joint study, including first treatment, call 412-851-3811 now. Slow down for joint pain? Not on your life. 412-851-3811. Restrictions apply. Space is limited. Ends December 13th. Join Ireland's own Keith and Kristen Getty, known for In Christ Alone, for their ninth annual Sing, an Irish Christmas tour. Featured on public television, the 
BBC and TVN. The Gettys are joined by their incredible band, fusing Celtic, Americana, modern, and classical music for a vibrant celebration of the season. Build lifelong memories at Sing an Irish Christmas. For tickets and information, visit gettymusic.com slash Christmas. Coming to the Benenham Center in Pittsburgh on December 12th. Today's world craves leaders. Leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. Through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive. Through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics. An independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at RamaChristianSchool.org. Oftentimes in your life you think, well, God, I, I didn't think I, this would happen to me. Or, mm-hmm. I never thought why, I'd be here. Why is this upon us, Lord? Uh, Richie and Reagan Reader are with us. Uh, they're part of a, a group that they've uh, produced called Pressing On. And they've got a story to tell. And they've taken something that's happened in their lives, and they've made it something much, much larger. So, uh, Richie, Reagan, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having us, Thanks Johnny for Kathy. having us. Our pleasure. All right, let's start off hearing about your youngest daughter. Mm-hmm. First off, what's her name? Micah Joy. Okay, tell us the story. Wow. So, Micah was born in January of 2015. Okay. And up until then, had had a fairly um, decent pregnancy, right, Reagan? Mm-hmm. Normal pregnancy. Yeah, and so she was born, and after a couple of days, we realized something wasn't quite right. Okay. Um, I think that you could probably describe it a little bit better than I yeah. could. Um, so Micah was born full term, but on day three of her life went into a severe metabolic crisis and had to have dialysis of her oh, blood. Mm-hmm. Um, she basically presented as if she had antifreeze poisoning, but my breast milk had poisoned her. She cannot process protein correctly. I see. Um, but we had no idea, no way to predict that. So she was in the NICU at Children's for several weeks, had a feeding tube placed. And no one knew at that point what was happening? They had run some tests and eventually figured out that she had a rare genetic disease, like Reagan right. said, that okay. wasn't able to produce pro- um, the protein correctly. Um, but then, you know, they had told us, like, hey, like, she's going to be limited with her protein, and over time she's probably going to need a liver transplant at a very young age. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what happened? So we came home after about three weeks trying now, to— Now, you, you had older children? We have an older daughter, okay. Olivia. And how old was she at the time? She was three and a half. Okay. She is not affected by this genetic disease. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we came home and learned what new normal looked like. Wow, suddenly, um, all yes. of a sudden. A feeding yes. tube, lots of medications, oh a gosh. different schedule. And so you, you don't ask to be part of a tribe like that, but in a sense, like right. it opens this whole new world to all mm-hmm. of these— families with fragile medical needs that we're now close friends with. So the disease itself, what's the name of it? It is called methamalonic acidemia, or MMA. And how rare is rare? One in 80 to 100,000. And so Mm -hmm. is there, when when you found this out, were the doctors able to say, well, here's a support network, here are other people you can speak to? Kind of. They they told us about a website um, called the Organic Acidemia Association, where we did learn a little bit. Um, but it really wasn't for about a year and a half that I connected with another mom one-on-one. Someone locally? No, from Oklahoma City, who mm-hmm. I've only met once. Okay. Um, and um, it was then that this idea kind of started to stir because she was a lifeline to me. She became like my best friend, and I wow. had never met her because she was a couple years ahead of us. I see. So been the there, journey. done that. Yes. And I could ask her these practical mom questions that yeah. you just don't ask the doctors. And so she became just this lifeline to me, and I realized the value of connection in crisis. Hmm. 
And I think we learned, mm-hmm. too, that there's little value in comparison when it comes to pain mm-hmm. and brokenness, that right. everybody has their battle. Mm-hmm. And it's important because it's it's their battle, you sure. know. And so yeah. but we did realize that while we would never come alongside anyone and say we understand what you're going through mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. same point in time, we can resonate with the crisis itself, sure, right. the different schedule, the different medicines, you know, the the shock of it. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. The shock of it. And trying to manage a really sick child with other children mm-hmm. is a lot to manage. Yeah, mm-hmm. our lives really turned upside down in so many ways. Um, I was a special education teacher for years, ended up needing to quit my job. Richie was working for an insurance brokerage, and God had called him to be on staff at our church. So within two months, Micah was born. I had to stop teaching, and he became a pastor at our church. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> we just we, go for change all at once. We oh. just <laughs> like to, you know, dive right in. Yeah, yeah. So. so Micah is how old now? She will be five in January, and she will be three years post-liver transplant in January as well. And how so, are things? Things are things are going well. Um, her disease is not completely cured because of transplant. Transplant was a whole nother journey in and of itself that um, we became part of this other tribe that you just didn't sign up to be a part of. The transplant tr- tribe. The transplant mm-hmm. tribe. And um, yeah, it went well. It is not a complete cure, but it keeps her much more stable. Than she was before? Much more stable than and, before. And okay. we've said, too, that you know, 2019 has been her best year of health yet. Mm-hmm. While 2017, she was back in, and I mean, we were in the hospital for 60 days during transplant, oh back in numerous times. We got comfortable, in a sense, kind of living at the hospital there for a while. Yeah, and your perspective as a parent really changes when you know your child might have some developmental delays. But when you learn that those developmental delays like speech are because of how many days your child was on a breathing tube, right? you realize the gravity of what you've really walked through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we were so blessed to have our family, friends, a church family who supported us from every angle. Mm-hmm. And, and it really breaks our hearts to think that there are people who are walking through these mm-hmm. things alone yes right so then just before we go into the communities you're part of Mm -hmm. what about long-term a long-term prognosis what's it look like well i mean transplant got started it's it's interesting we consulted with the national institute of health and they said the place that you want to be in all the world for pediatric liver transplant is right here in pittsburgh Mm. and so we were you know thankful to god that he's he already placed us here and when he when we moved here and all of the days I'm, i'm from a small town in ohio the roads go north and south and east and west. And here I was in the great city of Pittsburgh with oh, no road signs right. and hills <laughs> saying, Lord, why have you brought us yeah. here? Yeah. And, yeah. and doc- that's one of the reasons. Yeah. Is, and Dr. Yeah. Starzl had pioneered transplant mm-hmm. here decades ago. And yeah. so they're still learning. Um, mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, children with Micah's disease 50 years ago, unfortunately, just passed away. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And so we're grateful for the opportunity to live here. But there's still a lot of unknowns. And they're doing a lot of research at the National Institute of Health Mm -hmm. with her specific disease, with gene therapies and such. Mm -hmm. But um, we opted for the liver transplant because research was showing that the sooner that they get the liver transplant, it Mm -hmm. opts to preserve their native kidneys Mm -hmm. and other organs long term. Mm -hmm. And so we're grateful for the wonderful care that she got right here Mm -hmm. at Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. But again, when you guys were in the hospital for that length of time, Mm -hmm. you know, it wears you out. It's so exhausting. It's such an unnatural environment. Yes. Um, but it becomes your only environment, right? right. So you right. have to figure out a way to navigate it. And, you know, a, 
a subject that keeps coming up on our show is this level of isolation that we're all getting used to in America. Mm-hmm. Is that we go home and we watch Netflix or loneliness. We, we live in our cubicle yeah. and we don't go to church mm-hmm. and we don't know our neighbors and all those mm-hmm. sorts of things. And I think when this type of emergency strikes that type of person, what do they do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have been reminded over and over that Satan looks to seek to isolate and destroy. Mm-hmm. And we really want to combat that because mm-hmm. that's what you do. You turn inward and in our brains, that isolation really breaks that connection. We're made for connection, but that trauma can really break that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. even if you have your faith and your family and your friends and a church community around you, there are still many hopeless moments. Oh, And, and so like in the midst of the hospital crisis, you're like, okay, God, why is this happening? And you don't immediately look to how can I turn this obstacle into an opportunity or, no. hey, my first thought is there's purpose in my pain. No, of course we not. believe those right. things, sure. but it takes a while. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you're, you're crying out literally on, on the bathroom floor right. in the mm-hmm. hospital saying, how do I take oh, my next me. step yep. forward? Reagan and Richie Reeder join us. Their organization, the ministry, is called Pressing On. So then from Micah and her brokenness and the fragility of it all and your journey in the hospital, you've turned this into something positive, haven't you? Yeah, and I think, you know, like we just said, we didn't see at the moment that there could be an opportunity during this obstacle of the Mm -hmm. hospitalization. And we've learned and we've grown as a couple that Mm -hmm. there's purpose in our pain. But we saw the why. You know, every great organization, every meaningful corporation has a why behind what they, why they do what they do. Mm-hmm. And our why is that we experience that hopeless isolation. Mm-hmm. And so we now want to come alongside families with compassionate encouragement to say, not that we understand everything that you're going through, mm-hmm. but can we come alongside of you and wrap our arms around you mm-hmm. and help you with, you know, bringing you know, hope to the hurting and care in crisis and mm-hmm. helping families put plans in place to persevere because it's hard to see past today. Right. And so we're mm-hmm. grateful for the opportunity to now have started an official 501c3 um, nonprofit that does just that, you know, brings um, uplifting resources and coaching mm-hmm. to families that are in crisis. So what's it look mm-hmm. like? What have you done so far? Well, we're at the ground level. We are getting just right now really launching into this. We're um, having an official launch party this Saturday in Monroeville. Um, but so far, God is already bringing us families that, you know, for example, one family um, is here in Pittsburgh for transplant and their car was having problems. Mm-hmm. And so we just have seen God's providence in this. We recommended them to our mechanic who is a believer, who we trust. And um, he not only just serviced them well, but took care of that bill for them. Oh, isn't that wonderful? And it's we don't expect those things. But at the same time, we see then someone saying, but why? Why are you coming back to help me? We say it's like running back into a burning building because you don't really want to go back to the place where you suffered. And yet God is calling us to go back there. and, And when we see people saying, but why? Why are you choosing to to do this? That's what it's all about, yeah. to, to say that we care for you and, and that God mm-hmm. loves you, too, and, and just to give them that encouragement. And I think the three areas that we're focusing on right now, because there's so much brokenness and pain, we can't solve everyone's problems. But we're going in with hospitalization support, special needs advocacy, and grief and loss care mm-hmm. as the three mm-hmm. areas of crisis that mm-hmm. we're trying to help families with. And are you working in those areas with the hospital? 
Well, currently for the hospitalization support, we are. Okay. And there's meetings that we have set up in the future mm-hmm. to meet with like the palliative care department okay. and things like that that we're mm-hmm. working through right now that eventually you'd be able to go to our website, pressingon.org and download a checklist for what to take to the hospital and download a checklist of what to take to the funeral home mm-hmm. if you're planning or take, you know, a checklist that we provide to your, your special ed meeting with mm-hmm. your kids, teachers and stuff like that. So we're working through stuff like that. And Children's Hospital is where we have shared our story the most Mm -hmm. we work with their social work department and their pastoral care department as well as other departments that we're building relationships with because Mm -hmm. that's where we spent the most amount of time Mm -hmm. but we long for to not just necessarily be the hospital organization but an organization that helps people in lots of different types of crisis Mm -hmm. and needs Reagan and Richie uh, Reagan and Regina Richie no (laughs) Reagan and Richie too many R's too many R's a lot pressing on.org so people listening right now Mm-hmm. What do you need? People are out there going, wait a second, this sounds like, like something I want to be part of. What can people do? Absolutely. I, I think that there's three things that we've been praying for mm-hmm. recently. It's for God's favor. They all start with a favor, funding, and families that mm-hmm. organically we've already been ministering to a lot of families over the last couple months, even the last couple of years as God's kind of woven them into our story. Um, and so we're praying that God would bring us the right families at the mm-hmm. right time so that we can share resources with them, point them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. A lot of these families aren't from Pittsburgh because they're being sent here for a world-class hospital facility mm-hmm, sure. here at Children's Hospital. Um, and we're raising a lot of funds right now through private donors as well. Mm-hmm. And then um, also for God's favor that he would introduce us to the right people that need that care mm-hmm. um, and that we could develop relationships with them. And so the website has everything. It's kind of our one-stop shop for um, pressingon.org is where you can go if maybe our message is resonating with somebody that's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I have a passion for caring for families in crisis. I'd love to join you. We're putting together mm-hmm. volunteer programs for 2020 that we can impart some of these resources with our core values so that we're not just the bottleneck of the organization, but that we're equipping other families and individuals and churches to help effectively care for people in their crisis because it's a specialized type of care. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking forward to doing that. And if anyone is in the Monroeville area mm-hmm. from 630 to 830 this Saturday night, we're having a kickoff party. Come that's, on out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a fundraiser as well, but you'll get to know us, hear a little bit more about the vision for the organization. That's awesome. Give us the website again. www.pressingon.org. Just go to that website or fill out the form. If there are moms out there who have kids that are suffering, I know that pain Mm -hmm. that you feel, and we don't want you to feel that alone. We want to listen. We want you to be heard. We want to hear your story and encourage you. It's fabulous. Reagan, Richie. Thanks enough a lot for being with us. Uh, blessings to you, Micah, to yeah, all your family. About this. We yeah. appreciate Thank the opportunity. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. The pleasure's been on pressingon.org is where you find more information. Take a break, come back, get a smidge ahead, stay with us. The day after Thanksgiving, feed your soul. Join Amen to Action as we come together for the third year to sing, pray, celebrate, and pack over one million meals of hope for the hungry. It's Friday, November 29th at the Convention Center. Doors open at 8 a.m. We think we'll break last year's record. We know it will be a lot of fun. To register for the event or make a donation, go to amentoaction.org. The danger in the university environment often is that your kid starts to feel like they're in a bubble. 
that they just, you know, their whole social circle, their whole educational circle, everything is like right on campus. And if it's not on campus, it's not really happening. You kind of lose touch with the rest of the world. Sure, it's easy to do. One of the things I love about Grove City College is that they have such a reach that they're able to bring in great speakers and great minds from all sorts of different disciplines, people who are outside of academia. You know, it's great when you hear a professor from another school, but what about if you hear about someone who's practicing in their field, who's successful in that field? field, internationally known, and is able to come into Grove City and give a talk, sit down with people, talk to students. And you know, the other thing is that when people come in from Grove City, coming to Grove City, it's not just the students that get to hear them. It's opened up to the community. So John, you and I have been up there a couple times in the last couple weeks. We've met people who are terrific to know. Uh, It's been a real honor to be in the same room with them. And you think, wow, this is something that's extended to the community, to the parents of kids at Grove City. I'm into that. And what that's based upon is people who have had a big career in their lives based upon their passion. And as they speak to these kids, freshman through senior, passion is abundant. And it's presented to these kids to grab, to use, mm-hmm. to work, to have, so that they can see their own passion and their adult life at some point down the road. That's what it's all about. We love Grove City College. Deep intellectual dive with passion. Look online, gcc.edu. I have never had a female dentist. I started to have problems with a tooth, and I thought, you know what? I'll just go once. David remembers his first visit with Dr. Megan Stock. I had such a good time that I'm surprised they allowed me to come back because I had a lot of things that needed to be fixed. She makes you feel so calm and so comfortable. She's just terrific at what she does. I have had no no discomfort at all with anything that she's done. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. For your next event, instead of worrying about catering to your guests, why not just enjoy them? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease, whatever the occasion, like their roast beef and stuffed chicken breast with mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit CookedGooseCatering.com slash word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food. After a decent evening, it'll turn cloudy tonight, a little chilly 32. Then tomorrow, look for mainly gray skies, the high will be 44. Some of you will see an afternoon shower. Mainly cloudy tomorrow night, we can't rule out a shower or late flurry, a little 32. Wednesday, clouds break for partial sun, high will be 45. Mild Thursday, but turning cloudy. High will be 52. Look for rain Thursday night. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Of all the inventions, the modern sort of time-saving inventions, I would put the dishwasher at the top of the list. Would you really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I love the dishwasher so much. So okay. So growing up in a family with seven kids. There were nine of us, and and so the dishes were like this nonstop kind of thing. Now, of course, there was an army, and so I learned how to wash dishes, I think, well at an early age. But then, you know, when you get married, and now dishwashers are, you know, ubiquitous as rain, I couldn't wait to get one. I just, I I am so thrilled. You felt like that you had achieved something when you got a dishwasher? When that thing came... I was like, oh, good for you. I'm an adult. That is awesome. Right. I felt that way. I know this is going to sound so lame, and you're going to call me like, I, you can call me whatever you want. No, no. My whole life growing up, I thought that having ice and water in the door of your refrigerator oh my was the pinnacle of human achievement. Yeah. 
that there was not I don't I never wanted to be president. I never wanted to be famous. I never wanted to be a great sports hero or a musician. But I wanted that ice and water on the door. My ice fridge. in the door. Do you have that? In yes, your do- I do. See, I don't have that. I am living really the dream. No, on the- every time I walk up to it, and I mean this, which is three or four times a day. Yeah, I love it. You get all excited. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> it never gets old. I'm I, not dulled to it. I just I, I'm of the same mind. I just have the ice maker inside. Which I also think that's, is like that's a another great miracle as it's well. It's a great option. It's a terrific option. Okay, yeah. so which is why this article that New Mike sent to us today is just so upsetting. Okay. Because apparently a dishwasher which cleans your dishes yeah. is not self-cleaning. No. There you go. What, did, did you record the inside of your dishwasher? That's good. That's a comforting sound, isn't That's it? what Mike's doing. He's preparing for today's show by last night sticking his iPhone <laughs> Inside the dishwasher. It sounds kind of to like, get some you know, good audio. it sounds like someone's like, like inside the womb, you know, like the, it could it's be. a very I mean, comforting. You want to listen to it later on? Yeah. I like to have that. You drift you know, off? To, to go to, okay. So inside your dishwasher, of course, you know, do you, do you, what well, good, okay, wait, what <laughs> never kind of a job? a single time have I ever done this. Never. Wait, wait. I've never done it. Do you rinse your dishes before you put always. them in the dishwasher? Yeah. I always, in fact, there's not a speck of food anything on my dish when it goes in the oh, good. dishwasher. So then you're ahead of the game. Yeah. Because a lot of people are just going to go, put that in there. That's disgusting. Yes, it is. That's a waste of time. That The the, the dishwasher does that for no, me. Mike. No, no, yes, Mike, it does, it does no, not. It you should not. not be doing that, my you don't. friend. I mean, if you have bones you're, on your plate, obviously. Bones? I mean, like, bones? bones? No, well, you need to have all food residue removed from your yes, plate. Yes, you do. Yes, yeah. you do. And your and your cup and your bowl and the whole thing. Okay, so inside your dishwasher, from you know most dishwashers, there is a filter that collects all the grime. You should clean that thing at least no. once a week. Listen, you know no, that? wait, once a, they don't say once a week. I'm looking at this article. Who's they? This this is uh, worldvaz.com, which is where this article came from, with the title, If You've Owned Your Dishwasher for More Than Three Months, It Needs a Deep Clean. They're not saying every week. They're saying every month. I mean, I'm not talking about them. I'm re- talking about me, <laughs> Johnny Hall. It, John. Okay? Okay. Weekly, remove never, and rinse the filter Never from one time. I don't even know if I have a filter <laughs> Same here. on my what? dishwasher. I, have never I don't even cleaned. know if I have it. No. I don't think I have it. Mine's like, well, it's not brand. New. It's it's a year and a half old. Oh. I had no idea you're supposed to clean. You might have all sorts of stuff dishwasher. in there, you guys. Listen, you better call the repairman. Where's the filter? Pull out the dish rack, the bottom rack in the middle. You know where the little yeah, you have the a bottom, thing is. Yeah, there should be a little fi- you, oh, a little stainless steel. I think I saw thing. my husband doing that. Oh, there you go. Well, thank I didn't know that was husband. a thing. No, no, underneath there, you pull off that little stainless steel thing and then stick your hand in there. Right, you I don't like, have one. Twist it and you it don't should have pop a hand? up. No, I don't. I don't have a filter. You have, Mike, I don't you think have, I a have a filter. filter. I'm okay, sure no, wait, you no, wait, wait. You might not have a removable filter. There though. it is. You might not have a removable filter. If you, and according to this article, which I have read circumspectly, John, it says that if you don't have a removable filter, you can clean your dishwasher with those little dishwasher cleaning tablets, which you say you use, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's two different types of dishwasher cleaning tablets. First of all, it's, you know, like the, um, what's the liquid? The, the spot stuff. Yeah, that's that, one thing. Yeah. but then also, did you ever clean your? You ever clean your um, washing machine? I've gotten those tablets when I purchased a that's washing it, machine. That's it. That's it. So if you, we use those tablets, again, it's a washing machine, isn't it? Self, it's cleaning itself. No, it's not. You guys, this is all terrible. the stuff. I'm a that, horrible house. No, no. You need to have those tablets. You buy we those tablets. We should have moved in with John every several months for your washing machine. Every three months, and those tablets for your dishwasher do the same thing. You're so authoritative. I'm just telling you. Listen, Grace Hall was a model of cleanliness. 
if anything, she instilled in me and is to have a clean house. She had seven children, for crying out loud. She was very clean. She used uh, to say, we may not be rich, but at least we're clean. And I used to go, thanks, Mom. That's good, Mom. Yep. All right, so let me bring up the fact that this article that you sent to me, Mike, yeah. says, first and foremost, rinse your dishes. Oh, That's what it says. Mike. Okay, you didn't even Never. read to the end of the article. No, I didn't. The second thing it says is leave... <laughs> you paying attention? Leave the dishwasher door open whenever it's not in use. What? Oh, really? Yes. You want some circulation? So yeah, not yeah, wide yeah. open because you don't want to trip over yeah, yeah, it, right? Yeah. And if you have a kitchen like mine, there'd be absolutely no room to even move. But at least cracked a little bit so that it has not been clicked shut and it allows the dishwasher to air out mm. and helps any moisture that's left behind. That's that makes good. sense. That makes sense. Because mine, mine has been smelling like a little funk. Funk because okay. you got residue in there from a year and a half. Because you don't my even friend. know where your filter is. How could you, Mike? No, no listen to me. me pointing the finger. You might have a hand okay. stuck okay. in What there. about the other thing? I feel like I need to clean the like stainless steel. Oh, that thing. The thing around the edges. The rubber gasket. The rubber gasket. gasket. That's the word I'm looking for. Gasket. This is what I do. Now, this again. This is like. just me. I get a little um, uh, Armorall, a little Armorall wipe, and clean that thing. Like because, for cars. Yeah. Like, do you ever have an arm roll? You know what yeah. arm roll yeah, yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, If you clean that, it keeps that um, that rubber gasket sort of supple. That's all. I got this, like, hard, crusty film around mine right now. Man, you're it's rough. It's bad. Get, I, get, do that, please. I feel like it's time for a new segment on the show, like John Hall's Clean Appliance Clean rules. your appliances. How about, you, oh, wait, okay, so if, you're, if your um, dishwasher is so bad, yeah. please tell me. I didn't me. say it was so bad. It I just said that good. I... Okay. Please tell me what the inside of your refrigerator looks like. Do you clean your refrigerator? I just cleaned it a couple of days ago. Bingo. Hello, I'm Maria Kondo. That sparks and joy it, in me. It did. I felt joyful when I finished Because, it. you know, you spill stuff. You want to clean that. Yeah. You pull out all your drawers. Yeah, you got to pull right? out your drawers. I don't want to get personal right? here. No, exactly. But you clean no, out the, you know, the produce drawers, you the meat drawer. Do you ever have the problem, though, where you've got a, and I know you do have this problem, actually, because I know your kitchen. When you have a oh, refrigerator yeah, yeah, yeah. that one of the doors uh, yep. opens into a wall, <laughs> you can't get that one drawer out. Exactly. I can't stand that. Yeah. I can't can't get my one drawer out. No, I, I eventually I get it out. I hate that. I know. It really bothers me. Yeah. Okay, but go back to the, the uh, dishwasher again. My worst fear, this is a weird fear, that when that door is open all the way down, yeah. that somehow I'll trip and fall and land right. on the door and then and crack break the, the door. whole thing. Oh, yeah. I don't know why that's a fear. No, I've thought is. of that. I've, I've considered that myself. Right. I'm always like telling my kids, get away from the door. Hey, like, let me it's tell like you another thing. thing. This is apropos of nothing, but I feel like since we're talking about it, I need to share it. Sure, please do. Do you know that we bought a dryer on Friday? Yeah. My husband and I have been married for 26 years. Mm. First dryer we ever bought. First wow. dryer? What do you mean? Like using like drying racks? No. <laughs> What's going on there? And I scrub the laundry on yeah, a rock. Exactly. Get like a clothesline my... in the basement. Yeah, it's great. No, when we bought our first house, mm. it had a washer and dryer in it. Yep. And then when we moved to our second house, we just brought the dryer, mm, which died a year later. And so I called my neighbor, Frank Verbanek, who was an appliance repair guy. Frankie. And he said, your dryer's dead. And I said, great. This was like in maybe 2004. And he said, but you know what? I got a dryer in my basement just sitting there. How about he gave I... you one. He gave me a dryer. Oh, don't you love that? Wow. So we never had to buy a dryer, thanks to Frank Verbanek. Nice. So you bought one. So we bought one. Where'd you buy it? Uh, Dormont Appliance. Lovely. An organization Excellent I love. People. Listen to how nice a new dryer is. Oh, yeah. Super nice. Where's the uh, the lint catch? Right in the front. I double-checked it, made sure I knew how to operate it. I clean it after every load. Of course you should, because mm-hmm. that link could be also a problem. Exactly. I don't want to start a fire in my home. Mm-mm, no. Mm-mm. How about that? The, uh, the thing, the tube that goes outside? Do you clean that? 
Uh, we got a new tube put on when we had the dryer installed. You, so I feel good about the tube. The I feel very... If only Jeez. I could clean out my dishwasher. I get so excited about appliances, don't you? I mean, this is a whole new thing. <laughs> I've never seen this side of you. Yeah, no, I'm I excited. Do. How about your stove? My stove's good. You have electric or gas? I wish it was gas, but oh. it's electric. Oh, you have electric. Isn't that disappointing? That's the worst. I know I've disappointed you. I've disappointed myself. Mm. But we didn't want to pay to run a gas line into the kitchen, so we took what was there. Right, right. Mike, you get electric or gas? I have electric. Oh, that's hard. I, I know. Do. That's hard. Gas to is so much better. You know the metal is. plates under the the coils? Yeah. How do you clean those? Because I've used Dawn. Put them in the dishwasher. No. Just kidding. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> I've tried that, actually. What? It doesn't work. No, I don't know. Turpentine? Turpentine? No, no. You might set the kitchen on fire. <laughs> Turpentine? Yeah, why don't you just put some, like, you know, propane in there? You know... <laughs> You know, just invite John over. He'll do it for no, you. No, 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 no. Seriously. I don't this, know. Seriously, this is how ignorant I am with going back to the dishwasher thing. So, you know those Tupperware lids? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a plastic Tupperware lid. You put it in the bottom. I put it in the bottom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I opened up idea. the door and it was, hot. it was It was melted. crusted and melted. It was gone. It was gone. Yeah. It was- Mike, here's the deal. Read the manual. <laughs> Who's reading their dishwasher <laughs> Who manual? Who does that? I do. No. <laughs> Apparently the only Read one. Read the manual. No, no, no. I think it's just good reading. It's fun. It's not it's good fun. reading. <laughs> yes, it is. It's, it's good fun. reading. Here's it's the deal. Reading. It is fun. Oh because God. finally, look, finally like you're an adult. Reading. So yeah. then you want to embrace all that comes Boy, with adulthood. You're, an, <laughs> you're an adult. Congratulations. You're an adult. Here's your dishwasher. So now <laughs> you all. Yeah. Oh my God. Finally you're an adult, so Talk read about along. Despair. No, no. Oh. Just read along. That's John all gives I'm that saying. to his, uh, the, bar, the bar mitzvah kids. Here's, oh. You're an adult now. Read the here's manual. Your, here's your dishwasher manual. It's a sign of adulthood. Happy birthday. Take care of the things that you own, please. Pathetic. Just take good care of things. Every day across western Pennsylvania, tough breaks happen to honest folks. Layoffs happen to single parents. Evictions happen to families with babies. And empty bank accounts happen to hungry people. But thankfully, every day in our community, good people happen to bad things. Your sustaining monthly gift of just $25 doubles the Salvation Army's ability to assist our neighbors battling poverty and help them win. Join the fight for good by texting WordFM to 91999. 101.5 WORD. Gather around because it is present time. It's that gift-giving time of the year, and we're giving one that will keep on giving all year long. We could be paying your rent or mortgage for all of 2020 if you're the winner of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You want to come up with an early Christmas present? You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com slash contest. The Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Shalom. Good afternoon to everyone from Tel Aviv in Israel. Hi, this is Abraham Sandler from Rock of Ages Messianic Jewish Congregation, and I'm here with Sydney, who is in Israel for the very first time in her life. Sydney, what would you say to those who are thinking about making a trip to Israel? Why should they come here? Personally, I would say based on the past week, you have to come here to meet the people. They are really direct. 
but really wonderfully warm and welcoming. And of course, come here to experience the places Jesus walked with his disciples. For me, at the Sea of Galilee, I could still feel the peace and the presence that is on those waters since Jesus said to them, Peace, be still. Thanks, Sydney. So everybody, we invite you to join us on our tour of Israel scheduled for November of 2020. Tour Israel with us and spend time with Jesus and his people in his land. More info is at rockofagesmjc.org. That's rockofagesmjc.org. Rich Engler presents Christmas with Michael W. Smith. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And Mark Martell. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Christmas with Michael W. Smith and his band. 7 p.m. December 19th at Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. Tickets available at itickets.com or call 800-965-9324. Welcomed by Word FM. This day in history, November 28th, 1978. More than 900 people died in a mass suicide murder led by the Reverend Jim Jones at the People's Temple Commune in Guyana following the slaying of U.S. Representative Leo Ryan, Democrat of California. The worst tragedy of its kind in modern history. Nine. If, now, I haven't thought about this in a long time. Yeah. If you would have said how many people died, I would have said 150. Mm-hmm. I really did not remember it was 900 people. Of those 900 people, more than 300 were kids. I mean, what a crazy oh story. Gosh. Jim Jones, that cult, I mean, that thing t- had roots in Indiana, then went to San Francisco, then he left the United States. Uh, there were human rights abuses, mm-hmm. all sorts of weird goings on sexually. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. And then that mass murder, all, all, I mean, 900 plus people, they all took cyanide. In Kool-Aid. Yeah. What a crazy, crazy story. Cults are weird, aren't they? Now, that was a... A strange era. I was a little kid then, but the whole cult thing was really... Yeah, that was off the charts. It it really was. Now, Mike, you said you had an experience with a cult. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This was... I don't even want to say the name. No, please don't. I'm I'm not. But it was weird. Um, So their their basis of getting into heaven was you had to read the Bible and get revelation. Personal revelation. Personal revelation. What do you mean? And like, God had to give they, you a word based yeah, on what they you were call, reading. They basically made it seem like you have to get mysteries solved from the Bible. You know how there's mm, the, the, sure. the scripture verse of it. There's, there's you know, great mysteries in the Bible mm-hmm. and in, in scripture or something it's like, like that. Like a Dan Brown novel. Yeah, it was the more the more mystery revelation that you get, the higher the higher the higher in heaven. You were so there were like steps in heaven. Wait, so this was a church that you went to? Yeah, this was a church that I checked out. And my buddy was like, "You dude, you got to check out this church. There's there's miracles going on. There's like there's feathers falling down from, from the ceiling." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" And there's people breaking out in like gold dust. Like I'm what? like, "What the what? heck is happening?" Gold dust. Yeah, Wait, you saw like, something like what? <laughs> the only thing that I saw were, were were the remnants of the small feathers. What do you mean, like a pillow? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. My pillow? Like a my pillow. <laughs> it was yeah. What? Yeah, and What's so I went to on? check it out. Yeah, it 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 was it was it was funky. It was really it Sounds was, a little and, funky. and I, I And were I you even, in college at the time? I was 
Um, this was right before I went to uh, Last Christian week. College. Okay, so it was and, in high school. Uh, yeah, this was I was a senior in high school. Wow, that's yeah. weird. Okay, and, so that's very. So yeah. what happened? Are they still around? Um, they moved to Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got away. From so yeah. you've been involved in a cult, Kath? Uh, I've never been involved in a cult. I have a good friend from high school that was though. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a, an organization that she got into. Um, she left her family. Um, she, the person who led her cult, told her matched her up. Told her who to marry, um, told her where to live. What? She just, yeah. Is it still around? Yep. Is it Christian? Mm-hmm. Yes. Would you, would you describe it as, you know, I mean, is it authentic Christianity? Well, I, I, I mean, it's her, it doesn't seem like authentic Christianity, but I will say that she she's a believer in Jesus. The truth I know of the gospel is proclaimed? And she's still married to her husband. You know, it's been 20 plus years. Um I, I don't know what to say. The church, to me, her church seems more conventional now um, than it did then. But is there a charismatic figure the who charismatic still runs the church? The charismatic leader fell on tough times as far as there was a scandal that was involving him and he had to step down. Oh, okay. So that's good news. But the church still exists. But it doesn't seem like anyone has st- – I really think the church has moderated – I mean, I, I've only gone to it a couple times, but it seems like the church has moderated. It is an independent church, so there's no oversight. They don't have a sure. you know any larger denominational board or Are there anything. Elders? There's no elders. Or it's like a it's like a different type of leadership structure. I see. Um, but I, mean, I, I don't you, know what to say. I mean, I, both of you guys, you can quickly see how cults can form, yeah, right? Yeah, easily, and people fall into that easily, right? I mean, she was relieved to have somebody tell her who to marry. Because there was so much uncertainty by who am I going to marry? What's yeah. it going to be like? And she was like, she was relieved when someone said, well, he's your dude. She was like, great. Hmm. And he was like, great. And so. He's your dude. Here's your dudette. <laughs> Let's get married. Every day across Western Pennsylvania, tough breaks happen to honest folks. Layoffs happen to single parents. Evictions happen to families with babies. And empty bank accounts happen to hungry people. But thankfully, every day in our community, good people happen to bad things. Your sustaining monthly gift of just $25 doubles the Salvation Army's ability to assist our neighbors battling poverty and help them win. Join the fight for good by texting Word FM to 91999. I'm not 20 anymore, but I'm not about to let joint pain slow me down. And thanks to advanced biological therapy, I don't have to. At Regenerate Me in Pittsburgh, Advanced Biological Therapy offers the most advanced non-invasive treatment for joint pain. To qualify for the free comprehensive three-week joint study, including first treatment, call 412-851-3811 now. Slow down for joint pain? Not on your life. 412-851-3811. Restrictions apply. Space is limited. Ends December 13th. The day after Thanksgiving, feed your soul. Join Amen to Action as we come together for the third year to sing, pray, celebrate, and pack over one million meals of hope for the hungry. It's Friday, November 29th at the Convention Center. Doors open at 8 a.m. We think we'll break last year's record. We know it will be a lot of fun. To register for the event or make a donation, go to amentoaction.org. Join Ireland's own Keith and Kristen Getty, known for In Christ Alone, for their ninth annual Sing, an Irish Christmas tour. Featured on public television, the BBC and TVN, the Gettys are joined by their incredible band, fusing Celtic, Americana, modern, and classical music for a vibrant celebration of the season. Build 
lifelong memories at seeing an Irish Christmas. For tickets and information, visit gettymusic.com slash Christmas. Coming to the Benenham Center in Pittsburgh on December 12th. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you'd need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma, here's to progress. Marie Kondo. Hello, I'm Marie Kondo. I've never watched any of that. (laughs) I've never watched it, but I read her book. In fact, I gave you my book. Can I have that back? I don't know where it is. Okay, could you find it? I don't it? know where it's it in that big is. stack. I, I don't somewhere. know where. You should, I think I gave it back to you. No, you didn't. No, I'm, no, really, I'm waiting sure for I, it. No, I'm sure you didn't. That's always my only defense. Um, oh, I don't have that. So Marie Kondo has already sold the world on the joy of living a simple lifestyle. Yes, that's good. Well, the good news is now you can clutter up your house with all sorts of stuff she wants to sell you. Oh, so that mm-hmm. that sparks joy, right? Uh, it's an online shopping site that she is just launching called KonMari.com. It has 125 home and self care products that spark joy 125 products mm, like what that spark joy Five would you like cabinets. to know what some of them are yes please this is the shiatsu stick um shiatsu it was in- stick. It, it's inspired by ms kondo's acupressurist grandmother what's that like it's a stick card, you put in your back it comes with a diagram of pressure points it's like a back scratcher um, I'd also like to tell you about uh, the Hay computer brush, hey, which hey. sweeps keyboards and screens dust free. Oh, Who doesn't good. want that? I think nice. that's good. Mm. There's also a Futagami brass tool holder, which uh, you sit in your kitchen, big spoons. That costs $275 oh, and is guaranteed to spark joy. Mm-hmm. I've also got a studio linen kimono robe I could interest you nice. in. Nice. What that sparks is broke. I'm telling you that. Hey, thanks for being with us. Podcast up and running. JohnandKathyShow.com. Hello. The I'm Ryan Home with John Hello. and Kathy, I'm- a production of Salem Media Group.